What's up, gifted family? Welcome to another episode of the show that is the GP YouTube. Just a reminder that if you support what we do here, make sure to go over to giftedperformance.com and sign up for our automated coaching service. For only a dollar a day, you'll get access to 15 highly customized training programs, a macronutrient calculator, our meal planning feature that lets you build and save meals based on your macros, as well as access to our private Facebook group. All subscriptions help us in continuing to put out great content to get you to your fitness goals. Thanks for stopping by, and without any further delay, let's get into today's video. Enjoy. All right, we're back and we're ready to party. As you can tell, I'm coming live from Wagstaff Elementary. Pierce, where are you coming from? Bob's Burgers. A great. What's the What's the burger of the day today? Um, I actually, uh, it, it's. <laughs> I'm nervous. Pass. Hold on, we'll come back to you. Uh, Cam, <laughs> how you doing today? Where are you coming from? Your house. Your mom's house. Got him. All right, Cam. Thanks. Thanks. So Cam had a very inappropriate background before we started. We won't talk about what exactly it was, um, but it was just know that at your mom's house. <laughs> Cam had to be scolded, and now it's like when you scold your little kid and they start acting up even more. So expect Cam to be on his worst behavior today. But again, back for another episode of The Athlete Diaries with myself acting as coach and host today, Miss Heather Pierce acting as athlete for the day, and Cam just a as always. As always, we will start with kind of a brief introduction to Pierce, what she's into, how she started with training, what is it saying on her Tinder profile, is she more of a bumble or plenty of fish kind of girl, what music does she like, and I need you to answer in that order. So, where did it all okay. start from? Well, um, <laughs> so I basically did every single sport imaginable as a kid and I was mediocre at everything um and then I transitioned into um being more serious um cycling weirdly when I was living in DC I was a bike messenger um so I guess maybe that's how I got the quads and um since I'm accident prone I had a bunch of cycling accidents um, I was in a motorcycle accident in 2013 and, um, I didn't, I wasn't taken to the ER or urgent care because, um, that was a bad person. So I, um, had to figure out how to do physical therapy for myself. And, um, one of the issues that I had was that my knee couldn't support my own body weight. So I got into weightlifting to try to correct that. And it kind of um, just went from there. Um, the honest answer for why I got into bodybuilding is spite, because somebody told me that I couldn't. And I was like, I'm gonna. <laughs> so um, my initial goal was to just walk like I didn't have a limp in the first place. 
and then I decided to get a six pack. I'd say you've uh, succeeded at both. You've still got a little bit of the pimp limp, but that's more swag than anything. And we'll we'll definitely throw up a video of, of Pierce knocking out some pistol squats. She went from one leg not being able to support her body weight. Now she can bang out pistol squats, squats, pistol squats with some weight. How are those weighted pistol squats going? Um, I mean, they're going. Do you want me to say that I like them? Because I don't I mean, know if I should say whatever you want. We told you that you can uh, curse, so it's okay. Yeah, it's true. I mean, um, I they're not my favorite, but I do like bragging about how I can do weighted pistol squats, so they kind of are my favorite. Yeah. Cam, can you yeah. do a pistol squat? No. Cam, can you do a squat? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, no, I, uh, honestly, I've tried to do a pistol squat, and my knees feel like they're just going to explode. That's, yeah. that's all the weakness in your body. It's trying to get out, but you just won't let it. That's fine. It doesn't have to. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So, Pierce, looking back at some of like your early years in training, is there anything that stands out that you could pinpoint to say that you were most proud of? Was it, I don't know, maybe like your first bodyweight squad? Was it first seeing that six-pack for the first time? What was it? Um, it was probably when I first started seeing my six pack, um, cause beyond the whole spite issue, um, two of my guy friends had a competition to see who could get a six pack first. And I was like, you didn't include me. Fuck you guys. I'm going to do this and I'm going to win. Um, so I did. And yeah, it, that plus the whole being able to, um, walk and have people not realize my accident pretty cool so looking at some of your numbers now what are some of your numbers like what's your best back squat in training what's your best deadlift things like that um well since i am accident prone um i haven't been chasing weight too hard um i guess technically my best back squat was 225 for two but that was um really ugly <laughs> we've done a lot of work to clean up my squat um and i've had to eat a lot of humble pie when it comes to form corrections and then um my best deadlift was 280 so i'm not i'm not the strongest girl on the team but you strong we, i would i would put you up in that strong we, category we all strong we yeah, all we gonna strong. make it so <laughs> This kind of transitions into the next question. When when Pierce came to me, there was some serious unpacking of some technical errors in lifting that needed to be um, to, that needed to be done. We needed to kind of learn how to move again. So, kind of going back to that, what's your previous competition history? When did you compete? How did you place? Um, and how was the whole? How would you rate the whole experience? Okay, so my whole competition history. Started um, in 2015. I um, just it was kind of more of a test run to see if I even liked competing because I knew that it was um, a pretty significant commitment financially, socially, like whatever. Um, so I worked with a local coach, and um, that was a learning experience for sure. Um, not going to name names, but it was one of those experiences that um, 
would have put me in the hospital if I completed my peak week with him. Um, I was having total muscle spasms. I was passing out. Um, and then he ghosted me. And thankfully, I um, hired a different coach to finish me out and help me reverse. Um, and then I started a competition prep in 2016 and was working with a different coach. And literally three weeks after I started with him, I was hit by a car as a pedestrian. So I have some uh, mild TBI from that and um, some herniations. And we worked on building my strength. Um, so about a year after that, I did Europa. And um, I was significantly improved from when I first started in 2015, but um, I wasn't conditioned enough. I think I got seventh in that. Oh, in my first show, I got fourth somehow. I don't know how. I looked like trash. Um, but whatever. So Europa was seventh place. And then um, that coaching experience, they, te they taught me a lot but it wasn't the best fit. So I was kind of trying to do some research and figure out what type of coaching style I liked. Um, I reached out to a more old school bodybuilder um, just to see if that technique would work for me. And it really didn't. They were very hands-off and didn't really communicate or um, work with me through my issues. So then I stumbled upon Brian and messaged him I think my first message was because I am so timid on stage when it comes to bikini posing I couldn't figure out my personality so I messaged him and asked if he had any tips for doing a lat spread because I was considering uh moving up to figure and um yeah then we uh then I filled out an application that was what that. did I say what was my response I feel like it was probably something sassy um, you weren't total sass, but oh, you, um, yeah, you were, you were <laughs> a good noodle, I guess. You, I don't know. Um, I think you asked me to show you what my current lat spread was. And I was like, okay, well, this is trash. Um, and you were very kind when I sent you. You're like, that isn't bad. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, I know how to let you down nice and easy cam sent me a lat spread the other day and i told him that he needs lats before he can spread them so when yeah, did, was, um, <laughs> what did I, I can just drop bombs on cam um but yeah so i'm actually surprised that i was on the nicer end but you know you're uh, maybe i've maybe i've become meaner in my older years yeah. um so let's let's transition into that actually kind of the how was the initial switch over kind of how did it compare to working with previous coaches was there stuff that we kind of at gifted did differently or how, how was that experience for you how was the, the initial days the initial weeks um was I, it was, was i mean to you then upgrade um i think maybe i've developed stockholm syndrome because <laughs> um i i love the bullying now but um, there wasn't very much bullying at first. Um, though, when I first started, I remember, because um, one of the main issues that I had when I started was that my um, work made me travel so much. 
Um, and when I sent my application, I said, I don't want to start yet because I'm about to have a bunch of business trips to Texas and they're going to be a week each. And then I'm going to go to Washington state and then I have to go to Virginia or something. And I was, I think like three of the weeks in September, I was going to be traveling. Um, and you were just like, well, but what if we start? <laughs> well, you got me there. Um, in terms of comparison to different coaches, um, the thing that I found was different about Gifted was like there was a lot more communication. And it was weird to me because the coach who I'd worked with right before you, um, he would go an entire month without talking to me. Uh, it was, yeah, it, uh, it was just kind of bizarre. I guess he was used to people who were more experienced. I don't know. Um, but it was just kind of off-putting. And um, he was kind of using, <sighs> I'm trying to figure out a way to say this delicately. He was starving me. Um, yeah. And then my previous coach before that, um, he was kind of more focused on marketing himself than he was with his athletes. So while he taught me a lot about, um, flexible dieting and lifting in general, um, he wasn't very focused on those fine details. So there was a lot of, um, uh, remedial work that we had to do. And, um, I just need to get this out of my system. He was at my show and he didn't even watch me. Unbelievable. Unacceptable. <laughs> Unacceptable. Yeah. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, Cam, just give me a sec. I need to come in here. I need to clarify. I need to clear up my good name. One, no. number one, <laughs> <I'm not laughs> number one, I know that wasn't about me. I was, I was there. Number one, except for the one in Washington, I couldn't quite make it. You know, I missed my connecting flight. Number one, the bullying is self-imposed. I just encourage it. It's when Pierce bullies herself, I don't stop it. And maybe I join in a little bit, just, just, just a tiny bit. Yeah, number two, number two, when <laughs> Pierce came to me and she was like, hey, I got to travel a lot. Um, maybe I should start putting off prep. Pierce is actually in a really, before she came to work with me, she had done a really, really good job of kind of working her calories up, training hard, getting her body fat and her psychology to a point where she was, she was ready to diet. So even with the travel, I was very confident with her that she could kind of stick with the plan, be active enough to, to move. Pierce, do you disagree with me? You making faces at me? <laughs> no, I just, um, I'm laughing at how you were able to call me out on my bullshit before I was even your client. So. Yeah. I mean, well, you were coming my way. So I, you know, had to fix you up before we officially got started. And the third point that I wanted to make has eluded me, but I'm sure it will return at some point. Um, all right. I, What's up? I was going to say, I took it as a sign that I needed to switch because I think it was uh, Paul Revelia uh, posted Something that was like, if you don't pay attention to your client, someone else will. And that was like the day. That was right after I messaged you. And I was like, mm, might be a sign. Boom. Yeah. You
sparked it in my memory. Pierce, you read my mind and you put the thoughts back in there. Well done, witch woman. Just like um, this was a question for Cam. Else will. Cam, she said something interesting when she said that this coach that she was working with, because his clients were more experienced, that he expected them to communicate less. Is that something that you suggest more experienced clients doing? Me personally, the more experienced a client actually is, the more feedback they give me and the more that I actually hear from them. So kind of early on, just using Pierce as an example, we maybe talked once a week, whereas now we talk three, four, five times a week slash day if she's really really in one of her talkative moves really, or moods. What, yeah. what do you think about that, Cam? As you get more experience, should you have more communication or less communication with your clients? Uh, I don't think it's necessarily based off of experience or like the level of athlete, if you will. Uh, I've found that the more, because you know, you have some athletes that care to dive into the science and reasoning and stuff behind it. And you just find that your explanations as to why you're doing stuff you share a lot more of those thoughts with them because they'll understand it. Uh, so I feel communication picks up there. Um, and really, I think it's just case by case basis and may vary based off that athlete's personality. You know, I've got some athletes that are great, do everything, follow everything that I ask them to do, execute properly, but they just don't need that much communication. Um, and then, you know, you've got some athletes who they're also just as great, you know, perform really well, always execute, but they just keep communication up a little bit higher. So I think it's just based off the personality and, and the athlete. But, you know, you, you'll come to see if that person does that have that per kind of personality, that it's uh, something that that communication will grow over the course of you coaching them because you get closer with them. You know, you have more experiences, memories with shows, stuff like that, and just develop a bond and relationship as well with that coach. So Pierce, how would you describe your personality? Would you say that you're a, a talkative one? You enjoy talking with others? Are you serious? <laughs> I can so, story. a movie date a lot with of my girlfriend because they're just sitting over there blasting over fucking weird memes and stuff to one another. Um, I'm like, yo, do I just need to invite Pierce here too? Yeah. Cam, I'm sure you've had this where a lot of your female clients will say TMI before they tell you, I don't know, about their menstrual cycle. Maybe they're talking about like the poops that they've been taking recently. Never once have I gotten a TMI. <laughs> I get TLI, too little information. That's Pierce weird. is sending me J.K. Rowling style <laughs> novels about her poops. But, it but was the Fourth of July, and I woke up with the urge to take the largest of poops got, today. I love pooping. Okay. Like I feel like Pierce is one of those personalities and athletes that just on your roster, you just gotta have one of them. You know. Yeah. You, you just got to have a little Pierce in your roster and athletes. And it's kind of like my Silas. Like, I've, I've got me one of those. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, throw some spice in it. Yeah. And it's like. My, one of my know, biggest worries, though, I think, is that. What's the group chat called? What's that? What's your little group chat? Build a bitch or something like Build, that. Yeah. What I'm worried about there is that we'll start transforming all of them 
into these pierce-sized monsters of person, and it will just be meme overload, and Cam and I will have our brains fried out within the next six months. We won't even make it to next year. We'll leave countries, tell no one where we're going, and be fine because we can be online coaches in Siberia yeah. yeah. or something. Living in igloo. I love it. Oh yeah, have a penguin. There we go. Pierce, what do you think? You're, what do you think? You're. We're really getting off track here, but I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> um, Pierce, what's your what's your favorite meme format currently? Oof, I have been sending a lot of the funeral, like. Yeah. Dance procession meme to uh, Jake. He and I bounce memes back and forth. Cam, are you are you a are you a meme meme kind of guy? Do you enjoy memes? Yeah, you know when I'm working a lot and really tired and busy, then sometimes kind of get like a Jesus, come on now, like <laughs> I can't focus. But then there's times where if I'm not busy at all, I'm like, yo, I have to send this to the team chat. Like this is fucking <laughs> funny. <laughs> All and right, here's another one. Here's another really, really another a spicy one here for you guys. What's better, a good food porn picture or a good meme to lift your spirits? Meme. Cam? I already know what Cam's going to say. I already know. Something to lift my spirits? Yeah. Do we go with food porn or a good meme? Uh... Say it. I know you want to say oh, it. Man. When I'm down in the dumps, nothing's bringing me out. <laughs> oh my god! Like dark. Or, or okay, not, not, not maybe not that you need to be lifted. Like, real food. Like if I'm down yeah. in the dumps, looking at food porn's gonna make me feel worse. That's true. And That's looking true. at me, a lesson. Probably gonna piss me off. <laughs> I'm probably gonna be like, a lesson for all of those in prep. Don't spend all day looking at food porn. Take it from Cam. You'll just get even sadder. Right. Mm-hmm. I watched Damn. Great British Bake Off during prep, and I was miserable. But I loved their little accent. You know, it's my favorite. I think it's like a pastry in um, in England in Britain land. Is the spotted dick? What is that a pastry? It's not a pastry. Dick. It's a dessert. It's like a is yeah. It it's like a bread pudding, right? <laughs> Cam, Google spotted dick and then just show that on your screen. <laughs> All right, hold on, hold on. Let's let's reel this back in. So we okay. were talking prep there for a second. We're getting back focused here. Ready, Cam? Are you focused? Good. We're good to go. So let's talk about your last competitive season. What shows did you do? How did you place? Are you showing me your spotted dick? Yeah. Oh, wait. Okay, it's not working. Thanks, Pinterest. Okay. Not. I like, uh, yeah, that's like a, that's like a pastry. Yeah, it's really confused. Oh, now it looks like, yeah, see, that's like a, looks like a, like a panettone or something, like a chocolate cakey yeah. kind of thing. So, yeah. take me through it. What shows did you do? How'd you place? Where do you think we could have improved? And what do you think you're most proud of from that prep season? Um, I was about to be like, for me or for <laughs> wait, no, we're talking about me. Um, so this is you shine, girl. For the shows that we did together, I did Mid Florida, and then I did um, the Washington State um, Championship. And um, so for Mid Florida, that was um, kind of like a warm-up show. Um, I learned that the judges really, really, really do not like purple hair. Um, you know. Uh, and 
I knew that I had more like I we could I could have been more conditioned. Um, but I just didn't really have the capacity personally to push that hard. And then um Washington State was coming up. Um, so for mid Florida I got seventh and ninth. Um so not too hot. And then at Washington State I got third in novice and open. Um I dyed my hair black for Washington State because it was a lot cheaper than doing a color correction for purple. And um, I changed my posing, which I think helped significantly. Um, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think Washington State was a bit more of a stacked show than mid-Florida. Um, but it was definitely interesting to see the difference in athletes depending on the area. Can we just take a brief pause, a brief tangent? Let's talk about the mid-Florida under-boob fiasco of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, so... Not only I, was there purple hair, but... There was major under... Well, okay, so I was practicing my posing and all that, and then... um when I went to get glued in, I asked them like, hey, is everything good? And they gave me the stamp of approval. They looked me up head to toe and they were like, yeah, you're good, go on stage. And then I saw my stage pictures and I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The majority of my bikini was filled with rice stuffing. There, there was not very much natural boob going on. But all the boob that I did have, <laughs> Minus the areola was sticking out underneath. <laughs> so, I do you it. think that do you think that factored into your judging? I think I should have been placed higher. You definitely needed more more popes and politicians on that judging stand, and you would have done better. You would have killed it. Some old popes and old politicians, and you would have for sure got a pro card at a local show first. First time Olympia qualification. Lesson learned. But for those who don't know, that stuff happens backstage all the time. You go backstage at a bodybuilding competition, you're going to see some things that uh, you won't see at like a basketball game or you know a soccer scrimmage. You're going to see some body parts that uh, or a regular you know? strip club. They keep yeah. pulls a little tighter too. I will say, even though I've never done tan for myself because I it doesn't end well from what I've seen um, at mid Florida, the biggest fiasco that I ever saw, somebody had a huge cup of water and they bumped into a competitor and it spilled all over her leg and she did not have on-site tanning. So she had to figure that shit out. Yeah. She looked like she had vitiligo. It was bad. Oh no, that's terrible. I was, I think it was, I was either, I think I was competing in 2017 and the lady who was doing the spray tans, I don't think she spoke the best English, but you know, I'm, I'm getting touched up before the night show. So I take off my sweatpants and I'm just looking straight ahead, paying attention to, I don't know what. And from, she's like spraying up my legs and all of a sudden from down, from where she is, I just hear her go, testicles? What is this lady talking about? And I look down and both of my testicles are just hanging out of my posing trunks right in this lady's face. So backstage bodybuilding shows, you're gonna see some nipples, you might see some penises. It's an anatomical term, Cam, we can talk about it. And <laughs> you might see some, some, some hairy butts too. 
or actually some some poorly shaved butts, we'll call it. I have a follow up um, for another tanning issue that I had uh, at my first show ever. So we had stools backstage. It was in a high school like drama department dressing room, and everybody had their own little space where their stuff was. Um, so I got up to, I guess, like touch up my makeup or something. And then I went back to my stool and I sat down before finals. Um, somebody put their water bottle down oh, and no. it left a ring of condensation and it looked like I sat in a chocolate donut <laughs> and I was panicking and, uh, the tanning people said like, we can apply makeup. It's fine. We'll fix it. Just come to us when they call bikini on deck. They forgot to call bikini on deck. So I was not glued in and I had a chocolate donut on my butt for finals. And I was very worried that they were going to judge me for much more than my back pose. Yeah, that's rough. That's that's so take care of your tans backstage. Be careful what you sit in on around near who you're close to. Keep your distance from people. Um, the next question I had for you was actually, so you're someone who's a very seasoned competitor. You've got, I mean, you said you started in 2015, right? So we're in 2020 now, and you've pretty much had competitive bodybuilding as your, as your main kind of endeavor there. Is there anything that takes you surpri- by surprise going from year to year of competing? Like maybe it's the dieting aspect, training, how much muscle you can retain. What's been the biggest surprise for you? Um, probably recomposition. And um, when we first started working together, um, I had some dietary triggers that I was not familiar with, and that was a pretty major um, endeavor figuring out what was causing all these issues for me. It turns out um, it mainly for gluten. I don't know. I didn't get tested because it tends to be kind of inconclusive. It's not a big deal. But um, when we first started working together, I was bulking. And I would have massive jumps in weight overnight. And I knew that it was physically impossible for me to gain like four pounds of muscle overnight. But it was very disconcerting um, to have that number not drop the next day. And um, just like figuring out what foods will cause like significant bloating and um, just discomfort. So judging or... Looking back at that versus this year when I actually kind of have a better understanding of that new development, um, it's like night and day. Yeah. So what were we saying was, what did we say was your stage weight last time around? You were one, I think you're, you're probably your lowest was like 136, 137-ish? Yeah, I think it was 137. Yeah. Yeah, and what are you what are you sitting around right now? You're at like one fifty nine right now. Um, I'm a little bit lighter. I'm um one fifty seven as of this morning, which you would know if I updated my sheet. You would. I would know that. This is this is why I don't know these things. I'm just going off the last one. Um, I just like. To but yeah. So we did just start a mini cut. So Pierce was kind of hovering around that 160. We're kind of mini cutting, letting coronavirus do its thing. When it decides to go away or not go away, then we'll either jump into a show um, or transition back into a massing phase if the entire season gets canceled. But in terms of kind of where you were at 135, 136 last time, what would you guesstimate would be your stage weight this time around? And then I'll kind of tell you where I figure you'll land. Um, 
I would probably estimate that I would be like probably 140 to low 140s. Like I, my state, it's kind of funny because my stage weight for my first show ever in 2015 was 135. For Europa, it was 136. And then for these shows, um, it was like 137, 138 ish. Um, composition, completely different for every single one. So, yeah. Considering really, how, it's really, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, considering how we're focusing more on bringing up my legs as opposed to or as opposed to fighting that, I could see maybe a few more pounds over that. Yeah, I think if we can, probably like a low, like a prep, very low, like end, I'm borderline dying at this point, super lean, like 138, 139, and then like a peak week up to 140, 141 would be really impressive. And that's with increased conditioning from show to show to show. You've got, I'll just kind of sing your phrases here, you've got a really good ability to kind of build muscle from month to month, year to year. And that shows not only kind of in your physique changes, but also in how much uh, strength you gain. Um, all right. So th those are my serious questions. Now we got to just, I don't know, fuck around for the next 10 minutes or so. Cam, you ready to fuck around? I guess. Bye, Julie. Hi. She said hi. hi. She really does hate me. <laughs> all right. Let's fuck around. So first question is, if they made skateboarding shoes with a weightlifting heel, how many pairs would you own? And what Wait. would be your go-to brand? Hold on, I'm I, I gotta <laughs> I gotta figure out what that even is first, so I can understand the topic. Okay, so uh, disclaimer, uh, disclaimer. So I've told Pierce multiple times that she would really benefit in her athletic endeavors if she wore athletic footwear. And her opinion of athletic footwear is like those etnies that like you saw the seventh grade kid wear the kid with like the cookie monster hat. Yeah. So we got, we got the etnies and the vans. So throw um, a weight, sorry. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Throw a weightlifting heel on those. Are you wearing it to the gym? And are you wearing it to the skate park? Yes. yes. I mean, I don't, I don't skateboard, but that's pretty much what a weightlifting shoe would be. <laughs> I feel like maybe a little yeah. bit more soul in there along the arc, but I ain't um, going to the skate park, man, because that's steps that I'm not getting. Get you a girl who can do both. Yeah. Come on, Cam. Kick push. Less get steps, girl, actually. Get you a girl that, that that's just fat and doesn't even know what a step <laughs> count is. You don't have to worry about it, man. <laughs> um oh, what is so do you actually skateboard have you skateboarded in the past i used to skateboard but it's kind of funny um the reason why i started wearing skate shoes regularly is because of my um i had a bicycling accident where i um was wearing toe clips and i had a petite mal seizure and um when i woke up i um my foot was hyperextended and my ankle was um, pretty weak. So my doctor recommended that I wear a shoe with um, like high top. And um, yeah, so I just started wearing them. You do have some non-compliant ankles. I used to skateboard, I swear. What's your best trick? I could do an ollie. I was fat, man. Do a kickflip. I was, I was honestly like scared to, to try new stuff too, but... You know, I could I could ollie 
and yeah. When Tony Hawk Pro Skater was out, I knew all the moves. I felt like I was like a surrogate skateboarder at the time, but now I'm now I'm just a poser. So hanging out with you two skateboarders, I, I feel like a loser over here. Is that where you would go around and like spray paint everything too? Was that part yeah. of it? I think so. Yeah, I think that was part you of it. You'd like tag stuff on a wall and like smack it with like a sticker or something. Yeah, that was a good teaching one. you to be a teaching you to be a teen vagrant. All right, transitioning over your next favorite thing aside from skateboarding shoes would be cartoons. Specifically, judging by your background, would be Bob's Burgers. Number one question based on Bob's Burgers. It looks really weird because it looks like I just don't have a finger. It's like I promise I'm holding up a finger right now. Number one question. Number two, oh, it comes up if I do too. Uh, number one question is, what character do you identify most with in the show? Um, Louise. Louise, do you think you're diabolical? See, I think that you're more of like a regular sized Rudy. Where like, bad stuff always comes your way, but you've just got this heart of gold. That's the best compliment. As long as I'm not Gail. You're definitely not Gail. I don't know if I've ever met a Gale before. Cam. What's Cam? Who's Cam? What? Cam, just sit there quietly. We're going to judge you really quickly. All right. <laughs> um, a combination of Andy and Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Perfect. What, what you don't have to know what it means. Called? It is a compliment. It is a compliment. What, is. Great. what am I going to do? And who do I need to look up? The people, the viewers will know. The viewers will know. You, you don't need to know. No. All right. I, next, no. next. Bob's you can Burgers watch question. it. Bob's Burgers, Andy. Andy and Ollie. <laughs> They're great. Mm -hmm. Next Bob's Burgers question, and I gave you a chance to think about this, so you better have a good answer. Best mm -hmm. Bob's Burgers episode. Dude, they look like they work as a pizza delivery. <laughs> what do I look like? <laughs> they do work at a pizza restaurant. They do. They do. Um, so my OG answer was Art Crawl because it's a classic. And hey, I'm a graphic designer, so I have to like you know represent creative community. But since I love pooping so much, also Crawl Space. Crawl Space is a good one. Yep, both both classics. Uh, I'm gonna go with why I love Wagstaff because Gene's song in there about his farts saving the school. I'm a big fart guy. Anything. I, I'll be 90 years old. Come and tell me in my deathbed a fart joke, and I'm still gonna think it's hilarious. So anything fart related, perfect. Back in, um, I want to say 2014, I was um, Tina for Halloween and that was right when I moved to Orlando so one of my friends took me to a UCF like Halloween party I didn't know anybody um and I was doing her dance and was <laughs> saying Tina one-liners like your ass is grass and I'm gonna mow it complete <laughs> strangers and it worked of course it worked they're cultured people. Everyone's not uncultured swine like Cam. All right, last Bob's Burgers question right here. You've got a really important date coming up where you really want to impress the guy um, or gal. It's 2020. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't say. Are you going to take them to Bob's Burgers or Jimmy Pesto's? Oh my God, Bob's Burgers all the way. Really? It's an important date though. Jimmy Pesto's is a classy establishment. Well, okay, so listen. Okay. I am, <laughs> I 
if I'm getting to know somebody, I want them to know the real me. I'm not going to put on airs and go somewhere. That, that's a good woman right there, son. <laughs> are you taking him to the same restaurant? You take him after six months of dating? Or are you, you taking it high fashion up front and then you're showing your true self? I show my true self. Hell. And or especially like whenever we feel like it. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. Men deserve romance, too. You can go to a fancy restaurant just for shits and giggles. Yeah, Plus, take your man. It doesn't have to even be a restaurant for some real delivered to men romance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, getting cream. back to Cam. Getting back to, you know, feel like to just, just, just put a, a little Andy Ollie quite down over there. Um, <laughs> what's next? So what's the plan for the rest of this year? Um, so I was initially planning on competing wellness in, um, like October, November ish, maybe September if we were feeling spicy and then, um, Corona hit and this thing is loud. Um, then after Corona, we kind of discussed maybe, um, pulling back a little bit. Um, and either doing a mini cut and reassessing and maybe going back in the oven or if we're in a good spot, getting stage ready. So I don't know. I'm kind of leaving everything in Squat Dog's hands. I got some questions I want to ask both of y'all since y'all are working together. What the hell do you Uh, want? When are you going to just let me coach her, man? (laughs) <laughs> just kidding no, but really um, I guess where because uh, I know right now you guys are in a point where you know you're trying to establish a foundation in a new division and build into that mm-hmm. um, build her physique around that um, but I guess realistically if everything went well and you know we didn't have some crazy pandemic again and this one happens to go away where would you two like to ideally and realistically realistically see things let's say two years from now Pierce, go ahead. like what 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 is like the the minimum that you would like to accomplish that would make you happy and then what's like the the top end realistic goal that you really want to chase by then i mean i think everybody who competes and is a repeat competitor like the like the final goal is to be pro um, but realistically speaking, um, if I could just like nationally qualify and like get on a national stage and do the damn thing, that would be, that would be awesome. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's way more PG than I was going to go with. I was going to go with, uh, Pierce can currently crush cantaloupes in between her thighs and well, we see, need to get her viewership up. So anymore, we got to work our way up to watermelons. I will squeeze their heads between my thighs. Like a watermelon. Thank you, Courtney Olson, for making that a thing. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you just got to wow. get her so jacked that she's like, all right, the first person who asked me this at the start of 2021, I'm going to do it, and I'm crushing their head. <laughs> all right, as long as the money is right. What else you got, Cam? Uh, Ryan, how, if, if you have it all, how have you shifted her approach with, uh, I guess, training? after making the decision to go into wellness four words 
booty cheeks and back meat. So yeah, mostly it's just been a whole lot of glute focus training. Pierce, like she said, I don't know if it's from early on with her cycling, her quads have always been the most dominant feature of her legs by far. Her quads have always been enormous. So we haven't had to spend too much time working quads. She does enjoy squats. So we get the majority of our quad volume from either high bar back squats or front squats. And then the rest of the training is focused around a lot of her favorite, the lunges of all directions. So we'll do back lunges, forward lunges, front rack lunges, back rack lunges. She does love quads. Yep, she does love Cossack squats for a little bit of that lateral challenge in there as well, a little bit of glute medius work, some step-ups, and of course, the hip thrust. If you've never been to Pierce's Instagram, go watch her hip thrust obscene amounts of weight with with pretty much flawless technique. She uh, she got scolded enough on technique, she knows. We squeeze it at the top, and we get full range of motion on the way down. And that's why my bio on Instagram says, call me daddy. Yeah, and yeah, so... A lot of back volume training too. She's probably better at pull-ups now than she's ever been in her entire life. Um, so yeah, done a lot of pull-ups, a lot of pull-downs, a lot of back work. Because when she came to me, when she was like, "Hey, how's my lat spread?" What I her lats were on hey. the undersized. No, I said, no, I okay. I I was very well aware. <laughs> I need to defend myself. I did not think that I had lats. Okay. But yeah, she definitely has lats now. She's got, so now it's just going to be a matter of kind of keeping the training focus where it is. What built it is what will maintain it. Nice, easy, low and slow diet. Um, as low and slow as it gets with me um, to hold on to everything that we've got. And we're going to show a seriously impressive physique whenever that time comes. Okay. And then my next one um if you, Pierce, if you could choose to be genetically gifted and I guess like God made for any division, what division would it be and why? Wellness, because I love big booty bitches. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, my legs are too short for bikini, to be completely honest. So, works for wellness, though. So if you kind of, that was like, I was actually a really good question. I like that question. But if you asked, let's say you were, okay, let's go family feud rules here. We polled a hundred women and we asked them what division they would most like to look like. How many do you think would actually say wellness? I think the vast majority of women would probably say wellness. Yeah. I agree. Small waistline, toned upper body, enormous gluteus maximus i mean i kind of want to look like that a little bit but i dig it too also whenever you know you got your women's physique girls who are more built figure stuff like that and they just own it they're like no i want to be huge i'm like let's yeah. fucking go like own yeah. it so just playing us out here something to play us out pierce i need to get i need you to give the people one piece of advice about since you are not, not of your own fault, somewhat of a coach hopper. You've had experience with 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 quite a few coaches. Well, well, what, 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 what did I say? I, I, okay, okay. Well, I need to set the record straight. This, the coach who ghosted me, I obviously he was invited to leave. Um, and with my previous coach, who I'm not going to name, 
I was working with him for, um, I like to give my coaches at least six months of working time together to feel each other out. Um, and so with that coach, I was with him for a year and a half. And then with the bodybuilder guy who would only check in on me once a month, I was with him for seven months. And then we we're coming up on some anniversaries. We are. Yeah. We've been together for quite some time and I haven't yeah. gotten anything from it. I haven't gotten a ring. I haven't, she hasn't even used the, the, the L word yet. Knowing that you helped me. I, yeah, that's <laughs> true. You know, I do it for the small you got things. Me All right, ready? The low bar squat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to amend. Yeah. That's probably my biggest success is I got her to stop low bar squatting like a savage. I'm going to amend what I said as someone who has worked with a good amount of coaches how do you or give the people advice on how they navigate out of a bad coaching relationship? So how do you kind of move your way past that without burning bridges or hurting people's feelings? Um, so I try to remind myself at the end of the day, it, it's nothing personal, unless it is, in which case. But um, I try not to burn bridges needlessly. Um, but I have to remind myself that at the end of the day, I'm doing what's best for me. And if somebody isn't working for me, it's like with any relationship, um, you can't, you're not a bad person for understanding that this isn't a good fit. Um, so just try to be an adult and, you know, have a conversation with them about parting ways. Um, or, I mean, sometimes it, people are resistant to that. Um, but you just need to be your own advocate. And um, it's always beneficial to do a bunch of research on other coaches and their coaching styles and see, um, is this someone who's going to work with me in a sustainable way? Is this someone who is posting current clients and not just a bunch of old pictures from way back when? Um, and nobody's going to have 100% sparkling reviews. There's always going to be someone who's pissed off and angry about something. Um, but just like figuring out what works for you. Another thing. Uh, 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 huh? I was saying another thing too, you were talking about like coaches posting clients and not just posting like old and some of their best transformations, but the more I got into coaching, the more I started realizing stuff with, you know, like muscle memory and, and bounce back from injuries with athletes who, you know, were way, way built before. And you'll see some of these bigger name coaches put out like, oh, like eight week rush prep with so and so or 12 weeks in between this. And they went from like average, you know, dad bod to they're competing in a pro show. And you're like, geez, that coach is crazy. But you go and look back at that dad bod and click on his profile. And yeah, that's probably where he was 12 weeks ago. And, you know, he got a lean within 12 weeks. But you look back maybe a year before then, and they were just massive and huge. And you're like, yeah. what? This, this like, dad bod is in between these two? And it's like, yeah, dude, like, muscle memory, that'll bounce back quick. And they're going to put on weight and, and burn even more calories, you know, just to have to maintain weight. Or they need more calories just to maintain weight. So it's like their deficit's easy because they're growing. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And then another issue that one of my friends had when she was like, she's not a competitor, but just in terms of hiring um, a trainer or a coach or whatever, 
she lives in LA and she made the mistake of picking someone who has a huge Instagram following and the blue check mark. And um, she thought that that was representative of his expertise. And um, she learned real quick that he was posting all these models because he's friends with them and they have a lot, a lot of influence. But when it came to spending time with her and working towards her goals, he wasn't necessarily the best fit. So just like, I guess, um, what I noticed is being realistic with my expectations for what y'all are capable of doing. Like, you're not gonna, you can't make me a supermodel. Like, I just don't have that body type. Um, and being realistic with what I want to achieve. Um, you know, there's a difference between dysmorphia and bodybuilding. Mm. True that, true that. You heard it here first. Do your research. Look up, actually have conversations with people, look into transformations, do all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> In terms of like the hiring process of a coach, and you guys can both kind of answer this one, how long would you say that you should spend researching, talking to different people before you kind of make that financial commitment? Uh, you want to go ahead or me? Uh, you can go ahead and then I'll... Uh, you know, I don't think it, it's all really dependent to like with goals, you know, some people are kind of rushed to find a coach and stuff like that, whether they should actually rush things or not and realize that it's not as big of a deal, but some people do feel like they got to rush through it and stuff like that. Um, and sometimes, you know, I think it just kind of depends on that coach. Um, you know, sometimes there's busy, I'm busy and people want to talk to me and I'm more than willing to, you know, get on a call, answer whatever questions they may have but it might be a little bit before I'm able to actually get on the call just because, you know, like if someone contacted me today, I'd be like, Hey man, like I got updates today. Like I'll get back to you in a couple of days and, or a week. And sometimes, you know, it may take a week before you even get to talk to the coach or you might have somebody where, you know, you can get on a call that day. And I just think it, it really kind of comes down to, you know, is the coach going to shoot you straight and answer whatever questions, you know, without having to actually take your money, are they already going to show you some time and interest and make sure that you're comfortable with what decision you're making? And, you know, I'll offer that too whenever people contact me and I'm like, hey, you know, we can get on a call. I'm not gonna charge you or anything. And you, you can ask me whatever questions you may have just so you're actually comfortable and know what you're getting yourself into. Um, because you know sometimes you do have to talk with a coach or reach out and talk with their athletes to find out more because only instagram is really going to show a, a small glimpse of some things um yeah. so i think it can vary but i think it can also be quick too it's just all about like you know are they going to follow through with what they actually said um and yeah yeah um so for me it mainly relied upon um, why am I seeking out this person and um, like what sets them apart? Like what do I hope to achieve from this? Usually um, I try to pick somebody who I can learn from because if I'm not learning from someone, why am I, why am I working with them? I don't need an echo chamber. So when I was, when I started working with that bodybuilder guy, um, he had a lot of experience with supplementation and I was a natural athlete, so it didn't really affect me. But um, even in terms of like how to help manage 
stress because I love to stress out. Um, I figured he might be able to help there. And he, you know it's true. Um, and he was great initially, and then conversation, like communication dropped. Um, before I signed on with Gifted, I had reached out to, I think, three coaches. Um, one of them has a bunch of IFBB pros, and he's amazing, but um, the pricing was a little bit out of budget. But he, even though he has a very, um, uh, a very nice client list, he replied to my email with two hours and gave me all the information that I needed. Um, whether it was a form email or not, I just appreciated that he contacted me. There was another coach who I was really interested in, and he took two weeks to reply. And I had three follow-up emails, and I was just like, okay, well, and his pricing was absurd, considering the level of, um, well, in my opinion, that's kind of disrespectful. If you can't even give me five minutes to say, hey, I'm busy right now, but I'll get back to you. Um, and I forget what happened with the third person, but apparently they weren't very memorable. Um, and I'd been <laughs> following Squat Dad for a while. And um, I, yeah, I don't know why I uh, messaged you initially. I think I was, you had like a ask me anything. And I was like, yeah, screw it. And it Swipe right and made it happen. Slid it into mm -hmm. the DMs and the rest was history. I think we're coming up on maybe like two years now. Wow. Yeah. Well, Pierce, thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting with us. We always love to sit down and chat with you. We are both glad that we are not in the group chat. But that doesn't mean that we don't love you because, you know, we still do. Pierce, where can the people find you if they want to see you hip thrust amazing weights and see the, the massive quads? Well, considering how I belong to like seven gyms, as long as you're in the Orlando area, <laughs> you go to LA Fitness, Crunch, uh, Zoo Health Club, um, Athletic Apex. And do uh, not forget MuscleGirlFlexPrivateCamVids.com. Yes. Yeah, that, you know, only $9.99.99. Hit her up on Instagram at hpdrury, D-R-U-R-Y. And if you're going to slide into the DMs, make sure the DM starts with, hello, daddy. Cam, where can, the, where can the people find you? 45 minutes northwest of Atlanta, Georgia. And then uh, at Cameron underscore Cheek on Instagram. Very good. Very good. So you can look him up. If you want Cam's address, as always, you know, just DM me and I'll send it your way. He's got a very cute dog that you can break in and play with. And a, and a very nice girlfriend. Julie, can you hear me? Hi. Hey, Hi, Julie. Julie in the background. All right. That's going to wrap us up probably for today. Address if you look up Thomas Neal on <laughs> or Yellow Pages, something like that. Probably, that was my... That's my current address. I just moved into his his old home. So yeah, it's Cam. That's Cam's real name. Cam, Cameron Cheek is just his his Mark Twain. It's just his pen name. But as always, thanks for watching. Like, comment, subscribe. You know the deal. Hit us up at giftedperformance.com if you are looking for some automated coaching or some one-on-one -on -one training. We will see you on the next one. Cam, what do we tell the people? Stay gifted. You know it. <laughs>